This episode of Bringing the Backups is brought to you by Essentials by Gabby. Do you need essentials for a wedding bathroom basket? Are you an Airbnb host looking to go the extra mile? Are you a bridesmaid that needs a gift for the bride? This ad is not a good fit for my audience. Uh, visit Etsy.com slash shop slash Essentials by Gabby. Gabby spelled G-A-B-I. Purchase a men's bathroom basket, women's bathroom basket, or both. If you're looking to class up your bathroom for any affair, visit Etsy.com slash shop slash Essentials by Gabby. We're also brought to you by Stamps.org. Are you tired of listening to ads for Stamps.com on every podcast? Introducing Stamps.org, a service where I hire my frat brothers to hide in the bushes and steal people's Stamps.com packages. All stolen stamps are used to send hate mail to Mark Marin. Visit Stamps.org and type in the promo code SHMAGOOBLETITS to pay 50% more for the service than if you hadn't used a promo code at all. That's Stamps.org, promo code SHMAGOOBLETITS. That's spelled S-C-H, MAGOOBLETITS, Stamps.org. When you're here, you're family. Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bringing the Backups. I'm your host, Eric Helwig. On the show today, I'm rolling solo talking about Eagles quarterback Bobby Hoying. Oh, the difference 1997 and 1998 brought for Bobby Hoying. We're chatting old BH number seven on the show today. Want to give a quick shout out. My friend uh, Gary Denoya drops in on the podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at Paradenoia for his very funny content. I have a couple shows coming up I want to tell you about very quickly. You can catch me at Broadway Comedy Club West in Santa Monica. That's a brand new club opening on the weekend of Saturday, July 24th. I will be there at 7.30 on Saturday. You can get my tickets. My tickets. I mean, yeah, whatever. Tickets to see me on uh, erichelwick.com. Also, likewise, the ticket link is up for the Burbank Comedy Festival Tuesday, August 17th and Wednesday, August 18th. I will be there. So we're still, you know, a month away. But, you know, if you want to be early bird gets the worm, you can go ahead and grab the tickets for that show as well. Quick shout out to my friend Brad Stoll. I did his podcast, Only Farts. Real name, Only Farts. He's sticking with that name. Uh, but it was really fun. You can find it on YouTube. It's going to be in the show notes. You can click to it. Or if you're watching this show on YouTube, then great. I'll just scroll down to the description. You'll see the link right there to follow uh, Brad's podcast and listen to the episode I just did with him. Uh, Brad's a hilarious comedian. You give him a follow at Damn it Brad on Twitter as well. That's it. That's the business for the podcast. Enjoy this show. Like I said, I'm rolling solo. These episodes are always a journey. You know, it's it's my ADHD given cocaine and just being like, how far can you take it? So uh, pretty far. I went over an hour on this one. So have a good time. Enjoy the show. As always, thanks for being here. Let's get it started. This is Bringing the Backups with Eric Helwig. Oh, yeah, let's start the show. Let's start the show, huh? We're doing it, man. Oh, ladies, men and ladies. Good to be back for another week of bringing the backups. Episode 23, huh? Maybe I do a, uh, maybe I do like 24 episodes and then I do like a, like I take like a little week break or like a, a, a two week break. And then do a season two. I don't know. Because technically this is like the first season of the podcast. Got so much shit going on in my life. I might need a, I might need two weeks off. And I'm debating it. Because like people say like the most important thing about starting a podcast is you're there. Whatever schedule you set up, you got to be there. And I've set up a schedule here of every two weeks. So it's like I got to be there every two weeks. I'm never gone. That's the most important thing about having a podcast is you're always there. Like herpes, like you just never leave. You're just always there. And also like herpes, according to my download numbers, sometimes dormant. What the fuck? Why'd you guys stop listening to the podcast? It's actually not. Why would I be yelling at you, the people that are listening? It's crazy. No, the numbers on the old Potteruski been taking a little dip lately. I think it's because I've taken a little break from promoting it. Just because I got to like, you know, I had some family stuff going on. 
last couple weeks, I uh, I, you know, started my job back up. You know, we moved. There's just, like, a lot of shit in life that, like, I'm not even, like, looking forward to dealing with, but I've just been dealing with that takes away my time to, you know, sit on Twitter and beg motherfuckers to listen to this thing. So, yeah, the podcast has hit a little plateau, but that's, you know what, that's fine. To be honest, a couple hundred people listening to this show when I am officially a nobody in the world of comedy, I'm like, I'll fucking take it. I'll take a couple hundred listeners, and then, like I said, we build from there. We build from there. I would feel if we did, if we did do like a twenty-four episode season, which is in my head is like the number it should be. I think that's like how many like shows Friends used to get every season or something, or like that's like a TV season back in the day when there were networks worth watching. So like maybe I'll maybe I'll do that, and I'll like I'll take a little break regroup and then come back ready to promote and do another push for the show. I don't know. Or maybe I'll, maybe I just fuck it. Maybe I'll just have a season that goes forever. It just never ends. And the show, you know, I actually look, I look, I'll be honest. I thought the last episode I did with Jabron Hamden getting a real NFL quarterback on the show. I thought that was the best episode I've done. So I feel like the quality's getting fucking good. I feel like you're a fucking idiot. If you're not listening to this show. No, you get you. You guys are doing a great job supporting. I, I appreciate it. I got a shit ton of reviews on. The, it's weird. Like the the listeners went down, but I had people reviewing the show, which I appreciated. Thank you, thank you for that. On today's show, I've already promoted it in the little intro bit I do, but I'm gonna be talking about Bobby Hoying here in a little bit, which is nice. I think one thing I've done to like kind of curb back on the on the amount of work on this show is. Not doing three fucking sketches every show. I mean, what the fuck? Is this SNL? This is like one of those really sweet versions of SNL where it's purely audio podcasts, like we're in the 1940s, and I'm not getting paid. So uh, maybe fewer of the pre-planned bits, at least for now, while life takes its punches. Yeah, look, here's the deal. I went back home for uh, the 4th. Of July. That's like usually a big family celebration. And then my grandfather got a little sick. And by sick, I mean started dying. Which was crazy. And so we were all like prepared for him to go. And then he just kind of got better. So now he's he's around. And for those of you who don't know my grandfather. I actually, you can go on my YouTube page. I, uh, my my only credit for like five years was telling a story about him on MTV, which, you know, you know, youtube.com slash Eric Helwig. Feels good to talk about my grandfather getting sick and immediately turn it into a plug for my YouTube page. But whatever, it's if you guys want to see me tell a story about him, it's a good place to go. You can watch the, uh, the MTV story. But he is a, uh, this dude's got a lot of life in him, man. Like, it's, it's so, like... He's in, like, the hospice part now. But the hospice person's like, yeah, sometimes when you're, you know, he's 92. They're like, sometimes the 92-year-olds, they hit that down spiral and there's just no coming back. And then some people just come back. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess he just, I guess he's just, like, one of those guys that's just going to, like, keep <laughs> keep almost dying and coming back, which is cool, man. Look, he's, he's, such, a, he's such a lively man. It's, uh, I, I gotta say, my favorite story is, like, I, I spent one of the nights when I was back home taking care of him a little bit. He was having trouble getting to sleep at night for various health reasons. And, uh, and then, like, the first night of sleep, he, he can't, he got, he woke up, and he was having, he was, he's a little French man. So he speaks in a full, thick French accent, even though he's lived in America for, like, fucking 70 years. He gets more French <laughs> as he... As he doesn't live in France. And he like, he woke up and I was like, Grandpa, did you get a good night's sleep? He was like, oh, yes, I was dreaming about buying imported ham. And I was like, "That's that could have been your last dream. And you're dreaming about ham? Buying imported ham. He said, this is a man that enjoys the finer things in life. Wine, cheeses, and buying imported ham. And that's what's running through his subconscious. <laughs> It was, look, it was it was rough. I don't know what to say. You know, you're with family. You're getting ready to say goodbye to a family patriarch. And then he just bounces back. 
It's uh, intense, you know. That's that's the whatever the fucking road of the the life of the 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 turning road of life takes a journey. You're not ready. Whatever the fuck people say to feel better about people dying, but like I said, he's uh, still with us. You know, we'll see. There's no, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to get too much into this on the pod, but that's what's been going on. Like I like we went home. Uh, my wife and I, Liz, you guys know Liz. We went home with the intention of coming right back, and then I, you know, whatever. That ended up extending my trip back east for, like, an extra week. So that's why creative stuff feels like it's a little behind the eight ball lately. And then I had to go back to my job where I uh, I sell discount theater tickets, which is a job I love. Because I wonder if anybody's listening from my job right now. Because if they're not, you'd, I'd say something else. Not looking forward to, it's just weird, like, I think the pandemic just got me into, like, working from home mode. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm just, like, so spoiled. I'm like, I gotta get in my car and drive to a job? What is this? What am I, like a like a, a cross-country trucker? You want me to drive 20 minutes into work? Of course, I hope that happens to all of you because it's a better excuse to listen to the show. But, uh, you know, actually, uh, shout out to, is it Drew Shaw? Hang on. Let me pull up the guy that wrote to me on uh, on Twitter the other day, which I really enjoy. It's nice getting hearing a little feedback. Yeah, Drew Shaw told me he was liking the show, that he uses it for his commute into work. Th- you know what? Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. Guy I've never met with a, a Buffalo Bills dude in the profile picture. Oh, is that you in the photo? Look at, oh, I guess I know what you look like now. It looks like that helmet's too small for his head. Everybody, go to at uh, 30 M-I-N-S of B-S on Twitter. Look at his profile picture. Drew's head looks too big for the helmet. That's just a, a thing to notice. Everybody, let's dox Drew Shaw. <laughs> Twitter. I'm, just, I'm fucking around. Drew's uh, wrote me a very nice thing, which I appreciated. So, like I said, I think I I try to tell fans this, but it's nice to have fans. It's like, like literally, I was having a rough, it's been a rough couple weeks, like, heading back into work, you know, like, the day job's going to take away from the creative stuff. That's just life, but, you know, that sucks. The family stuff was rough. So, I love hearing from you guys. So, and by the way, like, again, if anybody does want to keep let me know what's going on, what you're thinking about the show. Feel free to write in, Comedy at gmail.com. I love to hear what people are thinking about the show. It does mean a lot. So, yeah, whatever. Back to work. Back to my job in Hollywood, which, but by the way, has just become like Lord of the Flies with homeless people. Like, I, my God, I used to be, I was so liberal in my 20s. I was just so whatever the opposite of my dad was. And now people hear me talking, they're like, oh my God, have you gotten like red-pilled? I'm like, no, I've had a blue pill shoved up my ass. I've lived in fucking the People's Republic of California for the last three years. What the fuck? We got to wear a mask again? This, oh my God, it's, whoo, baby. They're, they're a little bit much here. The libs, little much. I don't I don't know what the solution is, but it's not whatever the fuck they've been doing in California, all right? Whatever the whatever whatever we've been doing to combat homelessness, it's been wrong. I don't know what the right move is, but I know the way I don't want to go, which is watching I, I swear to God this is true. I, I went to my job, first day walking back to my car, I found a switchblade next to my passenger seat. All right, that's Scary, but like, what are you gonna do? It's a weapon, you know. I've I've seen shit. I lived in Harlem for seven years. Lived in Newport News before that, you know. I've seen weapons. Little disarm. Little weird to see it right next to my car, but I can handle that. Next night, I'm coming home. Homeless person throws a glass bottle, shatters five feet in front of me. Get in my car, drive through a red light to avoid a confrontation with the person. All right, that scared the fucking shit out of me. All right, and not like horrifying, like you know, the homeless person that threw it. It was like it was like a. She's kind of like a tiny chick. It's like, okay, if she came at me, I could have taken her. But it's like, I don't want to punch a homeless woman in the face. Yeah, it's like, and and what am I going to do? Like, ask for an escort back to my car? Like, I don't want that either. (laughs) 
You had some dude who looks like Michael Clark Duncan to protect me, like carry me back to my car. Like, no, I, it's like there's nothing to do. It's just like I got to park in a neighborhood where the homeless population just owns the neighborhood now. It's insane. And then a third thing, I don't even remember what the third thing happened. There was like the third day I went back to my car. Oh, I saw a cop. Oh, this is what it was. I saw a cop breaking up a homeless fight. It was like like 10 feet in front of my car. And then as I'm driving away, so I'm in the, I'm, I'm going down. This isn't going to mean anything to nobody, people not in LA, but I, I'm driving down, what is it, like Argyle Street? I think it was Argyle. And there's a little median in the road, but and then like, you know, two-way traffic. Speed limit's like 45 miles an hour. And there's two dudes, they put on, they're shirtless, they put on uh, boxing gloves, tap up, and start full-on sparring in the middle of the road. I'm not kidding. Like, full punches, moving like a scene from fucking Rocky Balboa in the middle of the street. Homeless boxing. Dude, what is happening? What is, it's, it's insane. That's my commute. That's my commute into work. Meanwhile, my wife wants to go to Nobu for her birthday. So she's like, let's just, that, like, we, that's what we do for presents and stuff. We don't do, like, uh, like high-ticket items. You know, we do, like, experiences. You know, I'm like, I want to go to a football game at a stadium I've never been to. We take a weekend trip there. She wants to go to a really nice restaurant where we spend, like, you know, fucking $135 on hummus. Whatever. She, that's what she wants. It's her birthday. She gets it. She wants to go to Nobu. So if you're not familiar, it's where you get like sushi for, you know, $35 uh, for every grain of rice on the fucking roll. So I call him today and like you can't get a reservation. Getting a reservation at Nobu, it's like, it's a joke. It's, it's, you have to call at 10 o'clock while murdering 10 other people that are calling at the same time. So you can go to this restaurant a month later. And it's like, how, how am I driving past homeless boxing matches and trying to get a reservation to overprice sushi at the same time? On the same day, there's only two types of people in Los Angeles, okay? There's like people trying to get money in the entertainment business who are woke, and then people who have money in the entertainment business uh, murdering people in blood pentagrams. I feel like those are the, that's the only two things you can do. <laughs> there's, there's literally no middle class. <laughs> you are either broke, trying to fuck someone in a blood pentagram, or fucking someone in a blood <laughs> pentagram, trying to find your next victim. That's like, that's it. That's, that's the only thing here. So anyway, that's been the week. I feel like I'm, I'm fucking right out of the cannon with this stuff. I will get to Bobby Hoying at some point. At some point, a lot, of, a lot of the reviews of this show that people write are like, "Why doesn't he talk about the fucking quarterback?" Because I don't know. I just don't want to right away. I like to savor. Where is that? Somebody wrote. Hang on, I'm gonna pull up the review here. What was the review I had of the podcast recently? Here it goes. Here we go. So this is on Apple Podcasts, which, by the way, please review the show, Five Stars Apple Podcasts, if you get a chance, means a lot. Bring in the backup. Why am I telling you the name of the show? You're already listening. Review it on Apple Podcasts. It's a click away if you're listening right now on your iPhone. Unless you're on Spotify, in which case, I guess, just subscribe. But here it is. Uh, D. Braywick wrote, show is great. Never know what's going to happen or be said. Sometimes you even talk sports. Great fun, keep it up. All right, see, there we go. So it's like, I don't know, maybe that's part of the charm of the show. We should keep going here. I'm going to read a couple more reviews. Great show. Really interesting stuff. I'm really excited for the next one. Thumbs up. That's from Steve Gamble Music. Oh, I actually, so I found, whenever people have titles like that in their little, like, uh, your usernames or whatever, uh, I always go look them up to, you know, stalk them and see who my fans are. This guy, Steve Gamble, has got some pretty good music. You guys should check it out on uh, Apple, Spotify. I actually messaged him. We talked a little bit. It's good stuff. I like his stuff a lot. Uh, and then who's this other one? I got uh, another review. Eric Helwood gets better with each episode of bringing the backups. Huh? That's what I was saying before. Sweet. Subscribe now before Eric gets famous and stops engaging directly with fans. Currently, he'll suffer any fool. I know because I am one. 
This will easily become one of your favorite podcasts. Thanks for the levity, Eric. Keep it going. This is a great review. I love that. DSSSS45. Thank you. And this, by the way, that does help the show when you guys do reviews. So please, uh, you know, keep that shit up. Rate and review the old podcast. Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and then, like I said, I promise we'll talk. We'll get into Bobby Hoying. For all you sports fans, just drooling, waiting for a chance to talk about BH. We got an exterminator to come uh, to our house. And it's like, I don't remember what we, I think it was like 150 bucks or something for like, because we sell some ants. And we're like, okay, like it's, we're we're new in the condo. Let's get on top of it. And so the exterminator comes and they tell us before, they're like, you need to get out of the house for four hours so we can go by the baseboards and we're going to do a whole sweep of the house. And then the guy gets here and we're like getting ready to like take our dog to the park to hang out. And then like, where can we go for dinner that we can bring the dog so we can make sure that like, you know, he doesn't die from the exterminator fumes or whatever if we bring him back too soon. And the exterminator just goes, uh, oh, by the way, we also have uh, jelly I could just put on your door cracks and that'll kill all the ants. And I was like, oh, well, that's fine. We still got to leave. And he's like, no, 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 I could just do that now. And uh, it takes like five minutes and it'll kill all the ants. And I was like, what about our dog? He's like, it's not poisonous to dogs. I was like, well, then put the fucking jelly in the, what are you, why is this even a conversation? Why didn't you mention on the phone I have poison jelly that only kills ants. I'll tell you why they didn't do it. Because if that was what it was, if they were like, hey, we're an exterminator company and all we have is we come in for five minutes and rub poison jelly on your doorframe, well, then nobody would ever spend $150 for a fucking exterminator. So they sell you on this like hard work process of like, we can only take four hours and a, the, the villain from fucking Men in Black... Sugar and water. Ed, Edgar, remember Edgar beats his wife and then the alien takes his form? It's like, I think it's Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> it's like, you, they make you think like that guy, <laughs> like some exterminator's gonna come over and do shit. They didn't, he didn't do anything. He just rubbed jelly all over my house and literally he did that and he left and 20 minutes later, Liz was like, Eric, come over here and I just saw like 50 ants eating the jelly. Okay, this whoever made this jelly is going to put exterminators out of business. And this exterminator company was brilliant to just buy up some jelly, have the dude show up and be like, like who would ever be like, no, 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 kick me out of my own house for six hours. I'd rather that. Why would I? <laughs> who wouldn't just say, yes, jelly, thank you. I feel like I got fucked. By paying for that exterminator. But, you know, for it's, it's like the fucking gold. It's the gold rush, okay? They found gold. They found the jelly. They bought it up. They got high recommendations on Yelp. It's a weird thing to complain about, to be like, I actually didn't have to leave my house, and it was really effective. Haven't seen an ant for a week. Whatever, good for them. All right, Enough. Let's get to Bobby Hoying. Before we do that, we have a pre-planned bit. Uh, so check this out. We actually have, uh, you know, it's funny. Last podcast we had, a, we had a, I would say, a football celebrity, Jabron Hamden. I mean, it was cool, man. First Palestinian quarterback in the NFL. First Pakistani quarterback in the NFL as well. He's breaking down bears. He was a cool guy. He's a great artist. I'm still promoing him because I fucking love the interview so much. You can check out his shit, jabron.com. He's an amazing graphic design artist now. But, oh, fuck, what was my train of thought? Oh, I was saying, like, so I was like, I got a quarterback, and then on this episode, are you guys familiar with the Fast and the Furious series? Huh? You know a little guy named Vin Diesel? Check this out, a little action from Vin right now. If you want something done right, you need to do it yourself. Unless it's telling your audience how to support your podcast because that shit gets old real quick. I think you should outsource it. And that's what I've done. Welcome to my friends and family plug my show. These are real people with real reasons why you should support me. I hope you listen 
I hope you hear, and I do hope you support. Hi, I'm Vin Diesel, and you're listening to Bring In The Backups. Did you know besides being an excellent podcast host, Eric taught me how to do improvs? Yes, and it's true. (laughs) But Eric lives his life a quarter star at a time. So it's essential that you leave a five-star review. Share it with your friends. Subscribe on whatever platform you're on. He's even on YouTubes. Now, I know I sound like I'm always tired, but I love coffee. Except I don't have a favorite coffee cup. Yes, and I do now, because I went over to Eric's website at erichelwig.com, where you can buy merchandise, sign up for his newsletter, and all other sorts of cool stuff. Remember, I don't have friends. I got family. Eric is neither, but he's a hell of a podcast host. All right. Thank you very much, Vin. You can check out Vin's work in the new Fast and the Furious movie, doing very well in China. Thank you, John Cena. And uh, Vin actually said to promote he would like you to uh, – Vin's one of Vin's favorite Instagram personalities is Gary Denoya, who you can follow at Paradenoia. He does a lot of celebrity impressions. Vin's a big fan. So in honor of Vin coming on the show, make sure to give Gary Denoya a follow on Instagram at Para. Denoya. All right, there we go. Bobby Hoying. Oh, this name for children in Philadelphia. It must... Bobby Hoying really does haunt the nightmares of children my age that lived in Philadelphia, you know? More than anybody. Well, maybe not like pedophile priests, but like after that, it would be, you know, they're definitely lurking around in there. But then it's Bobby Hoying. I mean, this dude, because this was a time when the Eagles were like, you know, we're coming off of Cunningham. I want to say Cunningham's last season in Philly was like 94, maybe 95. He'd been injured. Went that 96 season. I remember like Ty Detmer was the starter. You know, you guys know me. I'm a big Koi fan myself. But uh, they just like had all these journeyman guys. And then Bobby Hoying came out of nowhere and played pretty good in the tail end of the 97 season where the Eagles are like a little below 500. We're competing, competing for the playoffs. He won a game in Philly against the Steelers, 23-20, to where he looked good. Two TDs, one interception. At that point, he was a second-year quarterback. Third-round draft pick out of Ohio State where... You know, let's talk about, let's go, let's, you know, we have to, to get to the end, we have to start at the beginning. All right, Bobby Hoying, let's, let's see what we got here. He was the grandson of Wally Post, who played 15, oh, I didn't know that, played 15 years in the major leagues. Uh, Hoying grew up in Ohio, in Mercer County, and then, uh, he went to Ohio State. Obviously, that's like a huge college. And he crushed at Ohio State. All right, 93, he's a sophomore. He kind of like shares snaps with this dude, Brett Powers, who had transferred from Arizona State. But by 94, Hoying is the starter. He throws 57 touchdown passes, completes 498 passes, which were school records at the time. All right? And now he's third behind J.T. Barrett and Art Schlichter on the Ohio State career passing yardage list. And he was also like a very smart guy, it looks like. He got an all-Big Ten scholar athlete. So, like, this dude looks pretty good in, uh, in college. What's this? He also was a fourth-level dungeon master. What? In the low? Okay. <laughs> Hang on. All right, stop, stop. Hang on. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. This is the part of the show where I just read somebody's Wikipedia page and act like I'm discovering shit. But look at this. This was not here the other day. Okay, I'm going to read straight off of Wikipedia what it says about his college career. It says, he was also a fourth-level dungeon master in the local Dungeons & Dragons chapter at OSU. Many others attempted this level, but his skills as a base wizard were too much to handle for underclassmen. Okay, look, and this isn't even punctuated correctly. Obviously, someone just came on his page and typed in some bullshit, which I respect. 
If you're listening to this podcast, go to Bobby Hoying's Wikipedia page right now. You will see it under College Career until they edit it, all right? This won't age well, but for the people listening now, someone's saying that he was in Dungeons and Dragons, which now, I mean, like, I mean, geez, like, you get bullied more for playing football than you do for being in Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I mean, the bullies are the fucking nerds at this point. That's my understanding of society as we've reshaped it here. Uh, my, my understanding is that theater kids become president now. That's now what we do. Um, this is fucking hilarious. And this is what I used to do with my friends, I want to say. We used to go on people's Wikipedia page and make shit up all the time. It was, and this was like, you know, when I was in uh, college, Wikipedia was still new, so you could get away with some shit. I don't know why, but we, we, we used to say that Trent Cole, who was a defensive end for the Eagles, would was a cannibal. And so we would just go and edit his page all the time to just have all this cannibal stuff in it. And it would stay up for weeks. I also remember, like, I put myself on Wikipedia for, like, my shitty college radio station. I was like, you know Eric from Sex Panther Radio. <laughs> Had a radio station named after a Ron Burgundy quote. <laughs> that's, that's where my level of comedy was at. It was fun, man. And you could really, like, you could lend yourself some credibility. But now they have, like, you know, guards. Like those fucking dudes in Britain that, like, they don't laugh. And they're just like, you will not post on Wikipedia. And you're like, fucking, all right, fine. Because for a while, I mean, you guys know this for people that the diehards of my podcast. I was fucking, I was putting my podcast on Cleo Lemon's Wikipedia page. I mean, who am I hurting? What, does Cleo not want the press? So anyway, props to whoever's writing this bullshit on Bobby Hoying's page. It's hilarious. I love it. Keep up the good work. Yeah, his college stats are good, man. I'm looking at him like, again, we've talked about this a, a billion times, but he's got actual good college stats. Look like he was worth getting drafted, which he does get drafted by the Eagles, 96 draft. Plays well his second year in the uh, in the league, 97. He kind of like took over midseason through 11 touchdown passes, and that included an amazing game against the Cincinnati Bengals where he threw four TDs, one pick, and came back in the end, had a drive with like under a minute left to get them in field goal range. Eagles win 44 to 42 against a four and eight Bengals team. Eagles went to six and six. It was pretty sweet, man. It's Boomer Esiason. Okay, I mean, his name is Boomer. That's a, he's one of those, that's one of those quarterback names you're just like, you can't go wrong. If your name was like Touchdown Seven. You know, you just got one of those names where you're like, fucking get this kid on the field, you know? Same deal if you have a, you know, if you're like the family name is like, you know, Quadratic Solution. Then like, all right, he's, this guy's gonna, you know, have glasses and get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, man, I love, uh, I love that game. That I remember that Bobby Hoying game. All Philadelphia kids, adults at that time, remember because we were like, "This is now the guy." Second year quarterback, third round draft pick, leading a comeback in a like we're in contention for a playoff spot. Fuck yes! Here we go, baby. We got new uniforms. They'd gotten rid of the Kelly Green at that time. I wasn't for that, but you know, we're gonna bring in some some. Uh, some glory with the midnight green. He fucking rocked the shit that season, all right? He was good. He what Bobby Hoying was good. But then yeah, he so then what happens is the Eagles are like, "Okay, fully commit to Bobby Hoying." You know, they put out a press release. They're like, "Everybody who's a fan of the Eagles, buy a Bobby Hoying jersey. You will not regret it." The hype train just explodes for this dude. He's a good-looking dude. He's a smart dude. He fucking beat the Bengals. <laughs> uh, second thought, it's like, who cares that he beat the Bengals? But, like, we really cared, okay? I mean, I just... It, Philly fans know how much we invested in this, like, mostly meaningless game that Bobby Hoying played in 1997. But it was it's hilarious because in 98, he comes out... And he was so bad 
Look, I got his stats here. He had eight starts. He went one and seven with zero touchdowns and nine interceptions. I will repeat that. He had eight starts with one win, seven losses, zero touchdown passes, and nine picks. That's in eight starts. Bobby Hoying never, he went to the, the Raiders for uh, 99 and 2000, only played in a playoff game for the Raiders and got crushed. It was in the Ravens Super Bowl season. He never threw another touchdown again in the NFL. He got injured, and I think he was out of the league by 2001. But that 98 season in Philly was, was really, I mean, look, here's what I will say. You know, God bless the broken road that led to a couple meaningless Coy Detmer starts. I mean, that is what he did. And that was cool. <laughs> the, the, the Coy Detmer Packers game on Monday Night Football that I've talked about on this podcast when I did the, when I did the Coy Detmer episode, you know, that's because Bobby Hoying was so bad. That's the only reason you would get to see a Coy Detmer. Remember, like, the Eagles scored 16 points in that game, and then they won against the Rams the next week with 17 points. And I remember people in Philly being like, it's an offensive explosion! <laughs> because it was! It was. We just needed somebody that could hit a Deuce Staley for a three-yard screen pass. That was it. No, Bobby really struggled in that 98 season. I think it's like... Because the thing is, is, you watch him, his highlights, which, again, is mostly the Bengals game. A little bit of the Steelers game, he looked good. He looks confident. He's moving around the pocket. Like, he's still a young quarterback. He's throwing picks, but you're like, this guy's got the arm. He's got the mobility. He's got the pocket presence. But I just think, like anything, it's like you lose your confidence for a little bit, and you're like, I can't. As soon as you go, I can't, other people go, you're right, you can't. Time to kick your ass. I just think it's like you can't let that doubt in. You know? Type A. So like so like I got nothing against Bobby Hoying like I, like I'm not one of those psycho fans that's like and now I hate him like I don't hate him I'm just like damn man you sucked like that's what I if I saw him if I could get Bobby on the podcast which obviously I won't but if I could I'd be like bro that was that was bad man you you looked like you were getting fucked up I mean it's not like he was throwing to like great receivers like I like if I'm gonna cut him a little bit of a break I I, mean, I saw. I was watching his highlights. Okay, here's his receivers. He had Jeff Graham. You guys remember Jeff Graham? Some big, some Graham fans here. Uh, he had Kevin Turner, the fullback. Deuce Staley, who had a solid career. Like, I love Deuce. Uh, Jason Dunn, the tight end. Uh, that's it. That was Those are all the best receivers on the team. Irving Fryer. No, he had Irving Fryer. I think in the 97 season, Fryer was there, but he, at that point, he's like, yeah, at that point, he was like probably close to 40. Irving Fryer was like drafted by Vince Lombardi, but he was still playing with Bobby Hoying in 97. He was an old, I remember him being like an old receiver for the Eagles that season. And that was the 98 season. So I think he did. I think Fryer was there for the 98 season too. But yeah, like who were the Eagles players? I mean, look, the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, maybe they had like an invincible tryout again. Whoever won that that year was like the the slot receiver for the Eagles. <laughs> How hilarious is that the Eagles had an open tryout in their team history, and somebody made the team. What <laughs> could you imagine that happening now? Like if you just like were like, I think I could play on the Rams, and then you do. What the fuck? That's. I know the Eagles got, like, good after Dick Vermeil did that, but, like, that's just, like, that's that's a that's a city, that's a Philly thing of, like, I've, why don't they have the tryout every year? They should totally, and, and it should always be a bartender that wins it, all right? That's what they should do, and you just let him, let him play special teams until he gets hurt, all right? What are the special teams guys really doing? They're running in a straight line. I tell you what, you just get a guy in a bar, suit him up for the Eagles. Just a guy like me doesn't have to be an athlete. Just be like, run in a straight line, take up a block, blow somebody up at the forty yard line. We'll take you off in a stretcher. You'll talk about it for the rest of your life from a wheelchair. Get him in the game, invincible. All right, Vince Papali, Bobby Hoying. Yeah, so the ninety eight. 
season goes bad. And then uh, and then I, I got to say, Bobby Hoying makes a pretty sweet career move. Which, you know, you know this show, huh? When we talk quarterbacks, we don't just talk their football careers. We talk their post-football careers. Bobby Hoying is the principal partner of Crawford Hoying, which is a real estate company uh, somewhere in Ohio. And they're... Uh, yeah, their little slogan is we're focused on doing more than just building buildings, which is obviously a shitty slogan. I got to get in contact with someone from Crawford Hoying. You could just be like, it could be like Crawford Hoying, more than just buildings. That would be better. Or like the building of the building. I don't know. It's You can't say building twice right next to each other. And it's also, why is it a full sentence? We're focused on doing more than just, it's, you know, I, we got to get a, who's good with brands out there? Any branding, uh, <laughs> any Mad Men characters listening to my show that want to, doesn't it always seem, like, when you watch Mad Men, does it seem like they're doing anything? It's like, they'll have, like, a whole episode where, like, you know, John Hamm is, like, you know, doing heroin and, like, banging whores in the Lower East Side and doing all this crazy shit. And at the very end, he's like, Coke, it's tasty. And they're like, oh, he's so brilliant. I'm like, is he? <laughs> I feel like I could do that. I feel like I could come up with a slogan for something. <laughs> I feel like brand ambassadors, not brand ambassadors, but, like, brand builders, like, the, like ad men. It's like, it, it's just, that's not real to me. The only real job is like building a bridge. Like if you're if it's not physical labor, I feel like you're cheating. You know? I feel like look, we're all cheating, okay? We're all removed from uh, you know, the uh the food chain, you know? We're not getting hunted by lions anymore. So in a way, everybody cheats. But if you're digging ditches or you're like a a a line worker, you know, during a hurricane. Like, at least you're facing danger in some way. Like, any job where there's no physical threat to your safety, it feels like you shouldn't be getting money. Am I wrong about that? I mean, look, I'm, 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 I've never done anything. Have I ever had, like, a physical labor job? I mean, look, being a waiter, I guess, that doesn't really count. I wasn't, like, making... Like, being a chef... That feels like a physical labor job. I mean, I, I I take this back. Look, being a look, you're on your feet. You know, if you have plantar fasciitis, that can be rough, especially if you're not doing your stretches. So I'm not saying it's easy to be a waiter, but I, I got so I, I would count waiter. I, I'll say anything that doesn't have like a physical demand or toll to it feels like you're a pussy. You know. I remember that's like the end of Office Space. Remember like the main character like goes and becomes a construction worker and he's like, I like it. I'm being outside and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that guy. That guy's doing it right. Of course, I, I could do that myself. I, I don't think he's doing it right. He's not, I could do it myself and I don't. So obviously I don't feel that way for real. But in the moment, there's something guttural to that. Why, why the fuck am I? Oh, I guess because he doesn't. Bobby Hoying doesn't work with his hands anymore. Uh, well, look, I would totally count football for that. I mean, I know it's a game, but, like, you get fucked up. Anyway, it looks like they, it looks like they have a nice, uh, they have a nice corporate, um, they have a nice corporate vibe there. I watched, like, their intro video at Crawford Hoying. Like, it's nice. Bobby sounds like he's all there. He's a good-looking, he's a good-looking guy. He, by the way, he goes by Bob Hoying now. Nice try, Bobby. I found you. Don't try to fucking change your first name. You're Bobby. You're Bobby Hoying. Bob Hoying. Give me a fucking break. It's <laughs> like that dude that missed the kick for the Bills, Steve Christie. You find him like he's running a company and like his, his, he's like he goes by his middle name now. Ah, Tom Christie. It's like, motherfucker, you're Steve. Wide right, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so wide right, wide left, I can't remember. All I remember from that kick is it was like a 46-yard kick for the Bills, right? It's not a fucking easy kick. Jesus Christ. 
Give Steve Christie a break. Give Bob Hoying a break. How would you, how would I feel if a 280-pound man was coming to kick my ass? Meanwhile, I'm trying to, like, hit fucking Kevin Turner on an out route. There's three inches of separation from him, from him and the defender because he's slow as shit. I did, I did watch... Uh, I watched the first half of a Bobby Hoying game in 98. It was like week nine against the Lions. And the Eagles won 10 to nine. He had a, he like drove them for a field goal in the fourth quarter to get to 10 nine and they won. So he gets credit. It's, it's, it's a comeback. It's a comeback win for Bobby Hoying. This is his only win as a starter that year. And they scored 10 points. But I was watching, I was like, they were dropping a shit ton of passes, okay? I do, I'm not saying Bobby Hoying's like, he never got a chance, but you know you know how it goes on this podcast. If I talk for long enough about a player, eventually I say it, he never got his chance. <laughs> Bobby Hoying never got his chance. I don't know, I, th- I think he was uh, obviously not as good as he was in that two, in that 97 season with the Bengals, you know, or I should say when he beat the Bengals and won the Eagles a couple games late, kind of meaningless games. But I also don't think he was as bad as the 98 season. I think it's like, it, it's a special kind of pressure in Philly. It's a different, it's a different pot. Different pot to boil in. Boils a little faster. Pressure's hot. Hot. <laughs> it's a hot pot. All my stories of being a Philly fan. I'm not even from Philly. My dad's from Philly. He just kind of, you know, we'd go there to see my grandparents. And because we're moving around so much, that feels like home. Just because that in D.C. Because that's where my grandparents So That's where we would go home for summers and visit. And Yeah, all my experiences there were just the fans being complete sociopaths. Just real lunatics. Not fun. I mean, it was fun to watch, but, like, not... I can't imagine it would be fun to be yelled at like that. You know? Like, it's got to be rough as an athlete. But, again, like, if you're the type of athlete who thrives on that stuff, then you would probably fucking love it. And you know there are guys like that who do love it. They love playing in Philly because they're like, Boomy! You fat, drunk idiots. (laughs) It's their fuel, you know? You like if you did you guys watch the last dance with Michael Jordan where he's like making up stories in his fucking head to like be like now I have to fucking murder Jeff Hornacek's family. I'm like why? You're like because he, he wrote a blog about me. You're like what is a blog? It's it's the 90. What are you saying? Michael Jordan is insane. He's belongs in jail for the way he acted. <laughs> he's not uh, uh, he's not well mentally. But, I mean, Michael Jordan would have crushed it in Philly. You've got to make shit up about those fans. They're fucking on you in a minute. Yeah, it's like a joke to boo people in the first quarter. That's like people would boo and then laugh as the offense was coming off the field. I remember that. And, yeah, the team sucked, but it's like, you know, they suck, but they would still kick the crap out of you, okay? If it came down to it, let's not malice in the palace. Let's not go for that in Philly because sometimes I was like, as fans, we deserve it. I don't know, whatever. Enough of Bobby Hoying. Bob Hoying, he goes by Bob now. I'm clicking on his photo now. This little blog comes up. Yep, it goes, he went on to play in the National Football League for six years. Does not mention his... uh, does not mention how bad he was. Why Why would it? Why would he be like in his bio, he like departs from his real estate job to talk about fucking not throwing a touchdown in eight starts. And look, he meets the guy he starts his company with, Brent Crawford of Crawford Hoying. He meets him during a chance pairing on a golf course in 1998. Oh, in 98? What the fuck? Well, that's why, all right? This fucking Brent Crawford asshole put real estate in Bobby Hoying's head when he should have been focused on football. Well, that's what that's what happened. Look at this shit. Look, it says it right here. He met him in 98. Dude, Bobby Hoying should have been trying. 
You were the future of the Eagles, you son of a bitch. Oh, my God. He's playing on a golf course? <laughs> they say soon after, the two men partnered together to form Crawford Hoying. Oh, my God. This is infuriating. Bobby. Look at that point, 98. Bobby Hoying's like what? He's like 24 years old. Dude, he could have had, this guy could have had, he could have been the Tom Brady. He could be like finishing up his eighth Super Bowl march right now for the Eagles. But instead, he played golf with Brent Crawford. I'm going to message these guys on Instagram, see if I can get uh, Brent or Bob on the uh, on the call. Wouldn't that be hilarious? I'm never getting... <laughs> I'm never getting another quarterback on the show. I'll just have Jabron Hamden on like every 10th episode. He seemed down. He seemed down to get on the podcast more than the one time. So we'll see. Anyway, Bobby Hoying, look, wish you the best, Bob. I hope uh, Crawford Hoying works out. Looks like they, it looks like they do build cool shit. I watched their whole video and they kind of like walk through some of the. Uh, some of the uh, the designs they have. It's a hilarious video because they do that like that corporate thing where it's like a fake meeting where it's like all the B-roll of like people who aren't actors like nodding and pretending to draw on whiteboards. <laughs> you know, where it's like, we get it. You have meetings. You don't need to show us that meetings occur. You can just do the straight-to-camera testimonials. <laughs> it's always like one of my favorite things is when you see like actor, like commercials with people who aren't actors. And, like, all of a sudden, they, like, don't know how to walk across a room or, like, where their hands normally fall. For some reason, like, their arm is just, like, up by their, like, peck. And you're like, do you always walk like John McCain? Like, what's... Let your hand fall naturally to its side. Am I in trouble for the John McCain? <laughs> I don't know. I can't get... You can't get in trouble for making fun of Republicans, all right? That's obviously... I'm safe. <laughs> okay, let's move on from Bobby Hoying, all right? Usually at this point I would have another uh, pre-planned bit, but I don't. I don't have something to transition us out. So I'm just going to do it with my voice. And I'll do a thing with my voice that lets you know we are transitioning out of talking about Bobby Hoying. And we're transitioning in to me complaining about other shit. Well, I'm not complaining, just, you know, talking. You know, you guys like hearing me get mad, get a little worked up. I'll tell you what, you know, if we're going to continue to talk about things that have been upsetting me for the last two weeks, Gordon had to go in for surgery. The dog, huh? The, the, the star of the show. My dog, Gordon Pitbull, seven years old, adorable as fuck. Yeah, he went to, he has these like, uh, what do you call them? Like uh, skin tags. So we were like, okay, we got to make sure that they're not cancerous is number one, which we're still finding out. The doctor thinks they're fine, but we had to get them removed because apparently like if you just let them stay, they can become bad later in life. And then to take them off, you got to put the dog under like anesthesia which is bad for old dogs it can kill old dogs but gordon's still young enough to where like he can handle it so we're like all right let's just get it out of the way now so we gave him uh we took him in for this surgery and they bring him out and he's got like a cone he's got the plastic cone around his head he's all fucked up on drugs so he's like walking around like me in college he's like Ooh. he's like fucking running into car like he can't walk straight he wasn't able to like jump into the car. Like, you know, we had to like lift him up like an old. Like, he also had like they put a t shirt on him, but the t shirt was like kind of like worn and ragged. Like, it looked like a, it looked like a big band. He was just like bandaged. <laughs> he looked, he looked, I don't know if they were like messenger dogs in World War II, but he looked like one of those that got hit by a cannon. Like, he looked fucked up. Like, he was, he was, it was not fun to watch my dog be hurt and like be drugged up but just on a purely like aesthetic level it looked hilarious like it, the only if he had just had like a eye patch that would have been the only thing to like complete the look he looked jacked up this was all 
um, yesterday and a little bit today, but it's like they said, like you give it 24 to 48 hours, the anesthesia kind of wears off and the dog kind of becomes themselves. And he started doing that today. So he's, he's already back to being his rambunctious, positive, stubborn self. But no, he was, he was jacked. He, he looked messed up coming out of that surgery. And they don't like him at the, we got to find a new vet for him because like this vet sucks like they're super expensive they always take fucking forever they keep us like waiting outside in the car i guess like a lot of vets in california do that now because it's like a it's a fucking state full of pussies but like they're like over the top with it where it's like we, we can't just like come in and pay with a credit card like every we just have to sit in a parking lot for like two hours and also it's like the stuff that they have to do to get the to like check the dog back to us they're like okay this is go this is all good we're gonna run the credit card and then uh we'll bring him right out to you and then like 40 minutes later they call like here he comes i'm like well where was he what was are you guys having a fucking dinner party in there does having us in the weight room would that speed it up a little bit these guys suck, and they don't. They're not. What's crazy is they're not charmed by my dog. That's what I don't like. They walk out, and my dog is fucking awesome. No offense to all your dogs, but I think mine is the greatest dog. You know, I'm sure you think the same way. But they're not, they don't like him. They're like, oh, he was a little rough. I'm like, yeah, he's a pit bull. He's rough. He's rough. He's also adorable. One time we took him to a vet in uh, Long Island when we had, when we had him back on the East Coast. And the vet was like, he had to do something. He had to like, you know, whatever, stick his fingers in his butt. Do something that Gordon didn't like. And the vet, we were like, how did he do? And the vet smiled and he went like, well, he, he, he kissed me and then he growled. And I was like, okay, that's the, I, and he was happy. He was like, he thought the vet found humor in the fact that my dog gave him a kiss and then immediately growled at him. Because <laughs> I don't think dogs usually go that quickly between both. Usually a growl is followed, uh, a kiss is followed by more sweetness, not an immediate growl. But that's my dog. It's like he's sweet and he can fuck you up. It's both things. To be honest, I see a lot of myself in the dog. But like, I, I don't know, when people don't appreciate that my dog has a duality inside of him, my dog is a, is a, is a good dog that can also fucking equalize you if you if you treat them the wrong way if you can't appreciate that then you're you're fucking in the wrong business you shouldn't be in the dog business i like a dog that looks like if shit goes down he can help me get food or maybe make me his food i would i would totally respect that if it if it comes down to it and it's like i'm like facing down my dog in my own house you know, there's been a solar flare, and it's like me or him, and he takes me down. I'm like, fucking good for you, buddy. Yeah, I'll take a piece of my thigh. I would respect that. That's what I want. That's why we got him. That's not why we got him. We got him. We went to a, a shelter, and, you know, he was well-behaved. That's why we got him. <laughs> my, my wife was like, we're really getting a fucking pit bull? I was like, he's not a pit bull. That's, I didn't even know he was a pit bull when we got him. And then, like, I told, I told my friend, I was like, hey, we got a dog from the pound. And he was like, what kind of dog? I was like, hey, he's like a, a mix. And then I showed a, a photo. <laughs> and my friend started laughing. It was like, dude, you got a fucking pit bull. He's full pit bull. I was like, no, he looks like a mix. And I looked on his sheet, and it's full pit bull. I'm like, okay, I guess he's, I guess he's a pit bull. But, like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't know dogs that well to know. I, all I knew was Dalmatians because, you know, I watched a movie when I was a kid where there were Dalmatian dogs. So I, I knew that dog. Why, but also, why the fuck did they make Cruella? What's the, why would I want a backstory on a lady that fucking skins dogs? What are, what are they thinking? Does nobody have an idea? There are no ideas left. I've got ideas for movies. Any idea would be better than the Cruella biopic. It's like, I'm, I'm mad that it even exists. Who made, who greenlit that? What the fuck ever, man? People in this business. By the way, this is the last thing I'll say, and then we'll fucking get out of here. You guys are like, why have I listened to an hour when there's no celebrity guest? 
Actually, there's no celebrity guest on any of these shows. I haven't had any, but I've had like three people who tour. <laughs> Everybody else is just my fucking friend. But yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know if, if you're this deep into the podcast. I was doing a podcast with my buddy Brad. Brad Stoll. Uh, you give him a follow on uh, on Instagram, damn it, Brad, or Twitter, damn it, Brad. Very funny guy. But we were laughing about, like, once you get 50 minutes into a podcast, you can say any, like, nobody's listening. Even the people that are like, I got to cancel a person. Once they get 30 minutes in, they can't fucking take it anymore. I could, you can say anything at this point. No, but truly, nobody's listening. Except my mom, who's, who I sponsored the podcast. (laughs) Essentials by Gabby. Do support Essentials by Gab. You know, the thing I wanted to talk about before we get out was I signed up for this thing called Lunch Club. And for those of you, for those of you that aren't in the entertainment business, you know, you spend your time, you know, you put in your nine to five, you go home, hang out with friends, bang your wife, you know, live a life. (laughs) For, For those of you that are doing that, which fucking kudos to you. Uh, Lunch Club is this thing that people in the entertainment business do to try to like make connections. It's kind of like there's this other thing called Clubhouse, which is similar. But Lunch Club, just like Clubhouse, you're like meeting people like on in these like rooms and you're talking and then you connect with people and set up like a lunch or whatever. Lunch Club just goes like, you like this, you like this. Here's an AOL thing. Talk to this guy for 45 minutes on Zoom. That's what it's just connecting people. And I've done a couple of them, and it's fun. I met this one dude who's, like, in a pop-punk band in San Diego. And, you know, I was in a band in high school, so we fucking talked about that. Uh, I met another guy who's, like, really into uh, sports and, like, old football. So, we obviously, that's what this show's about. We talked about that. I met this lady who was a producer but also had, like, escaped Serbia or something when she was a kid. I can't remember exactly where she was from, but, like, she just had this story about, like, coming to America when, like, she had nothing but the clothes on her back. And that was interesting. I learned something about that, even though I can't fucking remember what country she's from now. But, like, I've had nothing but good experiences on it. And then I got this, I got paired with this fucking dude, this asshole dude, who comes on the podcast, or comes on the meeting, first thing he does is start talking politics. Put a gun in my mouth, please. Why would we do that? Why would you want to talk about that? You don't even know me, dude. You don't even know me. And he's talking about that. That's right off the bat. I'm like, this guy sucks. It's like an old tech guy. And his like bio was kind of uh, vague, which is not good. When it's vague, I'm like, this could be like fucking multi-level marketing if I'm not careful. And sure enough, he starts like he's fucking dropping names, which I've learned at the age of 35. If you drop two names within the first two minutes of meeting somebody, you're a piece of shit. Even if, even if it organically comes up to where you should drop the name, you keep the name to yourself. Once you start dropping names, Mark Cuban, Jamarcus Russell, like whatever names you have, it's like, no, stop. Why You don't do that when you meet somebody. So sure as shit, he starts to try to sell me his fucking tech company. And I, uh, I hung up the call. That's what I did. And I, I was kind of bummed because I was like, I, I wish I'd had it in me. Because, like, I had, I, again, like, this is the same week that, like, stuff's going on with my family. I was about to go into work. I literally, like, driven to work and was, like, talking with the dude in my car. So I was like, this call will end. I can walk right in. Whatever. No big deal. 30-minute chat with somebody. Maybe it'll be interesting like the other chats I'd had. But I just like, I didn't have it in me to be like confrontational in the moment. And like, I should be going like, hey, that's better. That's growth. That's like, I don't want to be the kind of guy that like has to say something. I can just get off the call and move on with my day. But it actually bothered me that I didn't. I was like bothered by my growth. (laughs) I I I wanted to fucking unload on him. And be like, you're going to fucking sell, you're going to try to sell me shit. You're going to try to sell me shit. Well, I look like the kind of guy that would let you do that. Like you could, like you can just get one over on me. It is infuriating. 
I was mad at myself. I, you know, he's he is what he is. You know, people like that. They're just gonna take and take from this world. They're gonna find suckers and they're gonna pull them in. And those people are gonna probably not learn the lesson because it's in them. There's there there when you get taken like that by people over and over again. It's 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 just who you are. You know, we are animals at the end of the day, and there are. <sighs> Predators that will find a way to take your shit. They will take your money if you don't fucking wise up. So I, how mad can I be at him for being like a complete tool? It's like it's the thing that I wanted to do. You know, I, here's, I'm wrong, though. The thing I should do is like, you know, meditate and breathe and all that stuff. Although last thing before we get out of here. I might have ADHD, which would totally uh, explain the outline for this podcast and how it usually goes. And apparently meditation is like torture for people with ADHD, which would make sense for why I'm usually not very good at it. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe what I, I, I've, the other thing uh, my therapist told me is like, just work out a bunch. That's the best thing for ADHD is like wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and just run a marathon, come back at nine and you get your, you get your like adrenaline. It's not your adrenaline, it's your dopamine. You get your dopamine hit from that and that gets you into a productive day. So I don't know. I guess what I'm saying, you guys give it a couple of months. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in fucking good shape. All right. I'm just going to fucking start wailing on the tries the buys, the thighs, all of it. I'm going to look like Bobby Hoying in 1997, a jacked football player ready to make a big commitment to real estate as he's becoming the real estate, <laughs> as he's becoming the quarterback for the Eagles. You like that? That's how you tie it back in at the end, huh? Weekly and, and feels forced. All right, that's enough. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, maybe with a season finale, or maybe just with another episode. Who's, who knows? We'll find that out later. But, uh, yeah, appreciate you being around. Let's, uh, let's do it again soon. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, visit erichelwig.com, where you can follow on social media, join the newsletter, visit the merch store, or email me directly. If you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, rate us five stars and write a review. If not, just subscribe from your preferred podcast platform. Lastly, if you know someone who would enjoy our content, please tell them about the show. That's erichelwig.com for all things backups, and we'll see you on the next episode.